So today's message. <laughs> I guess my uh, my mic is not loud enough. Are you all are into fellowship, and that's awesome, and I'm grateful for that. Either that, or I'm just getting so old, you just ignore me now, and that's a possibility as well. Today's message: five levels of gratitude. So I want you to grade yourself, figure out which of these levels you're on, if any of them. You see, not everybody is even in one of these levels. Um, level one is a general sense of gratitude for what you've got. Now, I'm starting with that, and you can write that, that down. Um, that's, I think, what we promote these days at Thanksgiving in a, a culture that really doesn't celebrate the existence of God too much anymore, if at all. But we just have this generalized sense of yeah, gratitude. And that's not a bad thing. Believe it or not, that's, that's actually, even if you would call yourself an agnostic or an atheist, that puts you quite close to God. Because if you are giving thanks, you're giving thanks to someone for something. So that general sense of gratitude in your heart, if you, if you feel that, if you sense that, is also a marker for the existence of God. Because the scripture tells us, to the contrary, that those who are thankless are those who have dismissed God. Listen to this text from Romans 1, uh, 19 through 21. It says, since what may be known about God is plain to them, that's anybody, because God has made it plain to them. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse. So what that text tells us is everybody has a, a sense of God's existence that they can see in the creation, that they can sense in their conscience. Now, here's the passage, uh, the verse about gratitude. For although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him. But their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. So thankless people are godless people. People, even those that would call themselves atheists, who have a sense of gratitude, I think are closer to God than they would realize because that points to the existence of a creator, a creator that brought this into existence, that gives us these good gifts. So that sense of gratitude that we promote, hopefully, is something that you have in your heart. If you don't, what we find, the, the contrast to that, or what is contrary to that, is, is an, an attitude of complaint, complaining, right? This is wrong, and that is wrong, and this is kind of promoted in our world today. This is the way that I think uh, major media outlets continue to, uh, to garner Oh, viewers is by keeping everybody dissatisfied and angry. And, you know, we're looking to be angry at this politician or that politician or, or this court decision or that court decision. And so we, you know, the country is divided and there's so much complaining and blaming. Blaming is another contrast to gratitude. So when you complain and when you blame, then you are pushing thankfulness out of your heart. And then this might not seem like it fits, but if you think about it, it does. A sense of entitlement. You know what that means? Oh, well, I, I deserve better than this. I, I deserve this. 
I deserve the, you know, this, this car that I just got. I, I deserve this. And, and whether it's a sense of uh, dessert for what you already have, then there's, there's no gratitude for that. Well, of course, I've worked for everything. I deserve it. Or it can be a sense of entitlement that is coupled with jealousy toward other people. Well, why does she have that? I should have that. And this is the opposite of having gratitude. When I have a general sense of gratitude, then I realize that even if I don't have all of the material things that other people have, even if I don't have you know, some of the things that I would like to have, or maybe even if I don't have the, the strength or, or health that I would like to have, uh, there are still many things that I can give thanks for, right? So that's level one. Level two giving thanks to the Creator in recognition for His gifts. So now we don't just have this generalized sense of gratitude, but we recognize that there is a Creator. The Scripture says every good and perfect gift comes from the Father of lights in whom there is no shifting shadow. That's James 1.17. That'd be a really good verse for you to, uh, to memorize. So we're directing our thanks. So really, uh, you know, it's the next step over if you think about it. Um, the reason that Thanksgiving was established was for this reason, to thank God for his gifts. Now, I will say there is a strong movement in our country to cause people to not be grateful for this country, to despise this country, to hold it in contempt. There are so many gifts that we are offered uh, in our nation. Uh, there are so many reasons to be grateful for our nation. Is it perfect? No, it's not perfect. Um, it was established by uh, a number of men who were strong believers in, in God, and many of them were Christians. Some of them were, were, like Thomas Jefferson, were deists, but they still wanted to offer God thanks. So we're not quite to Jesus yet, but we are to the point where we recognize, no, there is a creator. And uh, the passage that I read earlier clearly indicates that that is something that we can see in the creation and that we can sense in our conscience. So we're giving thanks to the Creator in recognition of His gifts. Um, I like this. I encountered this, uh, this passage again this week in my Bible reading. This is from 1 Timothy 4, 4 through 5. It says, For everything God created is good. How many things that God has created are good? All of them. Everything. For everything God created is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving, because it is consecrated, that is, is set apart for God by the word of God and prayer. So, by the way, this is a good reason for you to pray before your meals. Offer God thanks. Remember the prayer that I was teaching all you kids? Um, if you're a kid and you can hear me, say, I can hear you. I can hear you. Oh, three of you. That's awesome. Here's a good prayer for you kids. You can pray this before your Thanksgiving meal this week. Say, God is great. God is, great. God is, good. God is good. Now we thank him, we thank him for, our food. for our food. Amen. Amen. That's pretty simple, isn't it? Yes. But as I indicated to you guys when I was going through that series uh, on theodicy, that is, you know, God is great, God is good, then why all this evil? Um, we need to firmly establish in our minds that God is, that he is great. There's no being that is greater than God that can even be conceived. And God is good in spite of the fact that there are bad things going on in the world. We're living in a fallen world. So God is great. God is good. And we need to firmly establish that. So that gives us this understanding that, you know, some people like certain kinds of food. Some people like other kinds of food. 
Uh, we need to not be so objective about that. You know, uh, I, I know a certain person in the room that hates onions and um, would probably abolish them from all food forever. Yep, there, there we go. I, th I thought I was in the room. He's actually in the other room, but he still, he still heard me. And by the way, I've been looking for a way to prepare a turkey in my Instapot and all of those recipes want you to put an onion in there. Yeah, I don't know. But nonetheless, we can't objectify our, our tastes, right? Some people like chocolate, some people like vanilla, uh, you know. There's all sorts of things that we do. No, everything that God has made, we should be grateful for. Now, listen to me. That doesn't mean that everything that God has made is good for every purpose, right? right. All right. Now I'm going to get you mad at me, or at least some of you. When I was going to Baylor University, there were a couple of street preachers that showed up and were basically screaming at all the students and telling us that we were all pagans and we were all going to the bad place. And um, so a student who thought he was incredibly wise started talking back to these street preachers. Now, I didn't agree with the methodology of the street preachers and I didn't agree with a, a lot of the things that they were saying, but I thought that this was rather good. So uh, this fellow said, he said, well, what about marijuana? And the street preacher said, it's, you know, it's wrong, it's bad, it's, you know, who created it? Well, God created it. Well, then it's good because everything that God created is good. And then this preacher said, and are you ready for this? I thought this was great. He said, God created poison ivy too. Why don't you take your clothes off and go roll in it? <laughs> just because everything is good doesn't mean everything is good for every purpose. Let me just say this. It doesn't matter what you're bringing into your lungs. If it's not good, clean air, it's not good for you. Yes, I did say that. All right. And you can disagree all you want, but you're wrong. All right. Let's move on to the next one. Number three, thanksgiving in advance for what you hope and believe you will receive from the Lord. So I may not have yet achieved or obtained what I'm praying for. I'm, I've asked God for certain things in my life, or I hope for change in my life. You know, maybe, I mean, I just, you know, spoke about a, you know, a particular drug that's very, very common in our culture. Maybe you, you struggle with a certain type of addiction and you, you hope and you pray for and you seek to be free of that. See, the, the level of thanksgiving that I'm speaking of here, level three, is where I am in advance saying, Lord, I thank you for what you are going to do. Lord, I, I am still in the thrall of this chemical. And if I'm not careful, it will suck me right back down into that dark place where I have been in the past, or maybe you are now. But I believe you are a good and loving God. And I believe you have answered my prayer already. And I am giving you thanks now for my deliverance. Amen? Amen. You can do that. Because it is expressing faith in this good and loving God. Now, you know, there may be those of you in this room and you're, you're praying for, you know, you're praying for a mate or you're, you're praying for your health to improve. Start giving God thanks in advance. Father, I thank you so much for this person that you have designed for me and me for them. Father, I thank you that although I don't feel well now, that you are going to grant me healing and I'm looking forward to that. That takes faith, right? But that's a level of thanksgiving that we need to enter into because it keeps us from complaining about the things that we don't have. Okay, 
Yeah, I can have a sense of gratitude. I can thank God for what I do have, but there are all these things that I don't have and these things that I'm struggling with, and that causes me to be angry with God, to be disappointed in God. And uh, if I learn to enter into level three, then I am already giving God thanks for answering my prayer because he has already answered your prayer, amen? Whether you realize it or not, he has already answered your prayer. And by the way, sometimes we pray for things that we don't really need, don't we? And I have often told people, from God, a no is just as good as a yes. You just want God's will, amen? You don't want this or that, you want God's will. Number four, and there are five, so I'm moving pretty quick. You guys should be fired up. You're like, I'm thankful, preacher, I'm thankful. Um, number four, thanksgiving in the midst of difficult circumstances or of contrary circumstances. And this is what we're commanded in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, in everything, in everything, give thanks for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So there's a recognition when I do this in the midst of trouble, in the midst of suffering, in the midst even of experiencing evil, if in the midst of that, I give God thanks, I'm recognizing that God is good in spite of this fallen world and in spite of the circumstances that I find myself in. And I am also showing that I've already gone through level three because I'm already expecting him to deliver me from those circumstances. So in everything, I need to give thanks. There's some difficult things that we have found ourselves in in the last 18 months. The, the pandemic, not, to, not to, you know, to, to lay aside. And there are still people that are struggling with these issues related to their health and the pandemic. There are people that are in states or even in nations where there are still lockdowns. Apparently in Austria, uh, as of Monday, they're going to have a complete lockdown of anybody that's not vaccinated. Now, we've gone back and forth with this, and I've told you that I've been vaccinated, and I would encourage you to do that, but under no circumstances would I support uh, a law that forces you to do something like this, much less a lockdown. Like We need to be grateful that we've come through so much, amen? We need to be grateful that we still have our health, but hopefully, ideally, even in the midst of that situation, you could find yourself grateful to God. You could give thanks to God in the midst of that because I have believed all along that God is going to deliver us from this, that he's going to bring healing and that you know he is going to bring us through the other side. And we have certainly seen that, I believe. Now, the next one uh, is the most difficult and um, I may spend a little more time because of how difficult it is. Thanksgiving for everything not just in the difficult circumstances, but thanks for everything. Always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's Ephesians 5.20. So this requires the realization that although God has not delivered you from pain and suffering, he has a purpose for all of it. Say, God has a purpose. So even while you're going through it and you know, I, I've dealt with this, this issue with my ear for many, many years. And it's, you know, I, I, I try not to whine and cry about it, but I remind you that it's there all the time because this is what I deal with 24 hours a day. Um, my ear right now is ringing as loud as I'm talking to you. And that's, the, and that's all the time. While I'm walking and awake, that's all the time. And so I can see the benefits that God has given me in helping me to persevere through it. 
And maybe I'm beginning to come to the place where I can thank God for it, but I'm not quite sure why or what the complete purpose is behind it. But I trust that he's a good God. And so I'm approaching that. Now, I, I mentioned that in my situation. You may have lost a loved one. Um, you, may have, you may be struggling with your own health issue. Uh, you may have some, some bitterness and resentment toward God for a variety of different things that happened to you. Maybe you were a, a victim of some sort of abuse when you were younger and you're still dealing with the torment from that and you have a difficult time thanking God in that, much less thanking God for that. But again, the realization is that God will eventually save us out of all of this. Amen? And that doesn't mean that we're going to be, I, I've come to see that there's a very real possibility that I'm not going to be uh, free of this ringing ear this side of heaven. That's just going to make me appreciate heaven all the more. In fact, that's how I'll know that when I open my eyes, I'm not on earth anymore because there will be no ringing and I'll be, oh, oh, I must have died. All right. <laughs> Amen. In the end, we serve a providential God. Say providential. providential. That means what Romans 8.28 teaches us. All things work together for the good of those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. How many things? All. All things. For those he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. What that means is everything we're going through is a shaping process and the image that we're being molded into is the image of Christ. That's the purpose, right? So Romans 8.28 says, um, all things work together for the good of those that love God who are called according to his purpose. Listen, it's not a different purpose for each one of us. It's one purpose, that you become more like Jesus. Jesus was and is the suffering servant. When you suffer and when you deal with these things, in fact, when you go through temptation, you can call upon Jesus to aid you in the midst of that. And it causes you or permits you to identify with Jesus, the suffering servant. So let's go back to someone who might have lost a, a loved one. Well, Almighty God sent his son and his son died. And so he knows exactly what you're going through and what you've been through, regardless of whether you think anybody else can completely identify with you or not. Jesus suffered for our sake. So when we suffer and we allow God to move upon us through that suffering, then we can become more like Jesus. God is a providential God. Um, we may be suffering as the result of our own poor choices. And the consequences of those poor choices bring health problems on us. They, they, you know, people can lose their freedom for a period of time and, and be put in jail because of their, uh, their poor choices. But sometimes it's not even necessarily poor choices. It is simply God bringing you through a time of training and discipline that requires you to deal with difficult circumstances. Listen to what it says in Hebrews 12, 7. It says, endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as his children. For what children are not disciplined by their father? And then in Hebrews, a few verses down in Hebrews 12, 11, no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness. Or in the NIV, it says, produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. So as I said, in the end, all suffering, all pain, all evil 
will be over with. Have you read Revelation recently? A lot of us shy away from it, right? Because it's just so bizarre in places and hard to understand. Just go to the end. Read chapters 20, 21, and 22 and be encouraged. Here's 21, 3 through 4. And I heard a loud voice from the throne, that's God's throne, saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and will be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death, mourning, or crying, or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. Amen? So we're not just trying to make ourselves feel good when we have uh, an, a, a relative that's been, say, suffering with cancer or an elder uh, in, our, in our situation, and they pass away and we say, well, now they're not in pain anymore. Now they're in peace. But they are. You see this all around you, right? You see this in front of you? This isn't permanent. It's never meant to be. This is going away, and that's a good thing. We're, we're in a process right now, and we're going to reach the end of that process. Either Jesus is going to return, or you're going to pass away and meet him at the judgment seat of Christ. And then you're going to pass into eternity, and you're going to discover the purpose for all this pain. There is a purpose. God has a purpose for each one of us, as I said, to be more like Jesus Right? But we're going to discover many things about our lives and the things that we went through when we get to the, uh, the other side. Maybe not all of those now. So, in review and in conclusion, five levels of thanksgiving. Where are you? Level one, you need to have a, an attitude of gratitude. We'll just say that, okay? Uh, a generalized attitude of gratitude. Level two, be thankful to someone. Right? You're not thankful to the universe. The universe doesn't know you and doesn't care about you. But the creator of the universe does. Amen? So I'm thankful to the creator. So be thankful to your creator. That's level two. Level three, be thankful in advance. You may not have received all of the things you've prayed for or tried to do or, or sought to uh, uh, um, glorify God in, but thank him now for the things that he is going to give you. That's level three. Level four, be thankful in all circumstances. In the midst of your difficulty now, be thankful. And finally, and ultimately, be thankful for all circumstances. And you will find that this God, who is above all and beyond all, is able to take everything and turn it into good for your good and for his glory. Amen? So. To have this realization and to have it made real, I need to call upon the name of the Lord Jesus and be saved up and out of this world of difficulty. That's how I can be encouraged. That's how I can know I'm saved. That's how I know that I can pass through this life of pain and suffering and difficulty and into heaven itself. Because Jesus died on the cross for my sins. He was buried and he rose on the third day. When I affirm that and when I call on him to save me, then he will. He'll send his spirit to live within me. He will counsel me. He will comfort me. He will guide me. And he will remain with me all the way to the end. The last, one of the last things Jesus said to the disciples was, um, Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Jesus is with you always by his spirit. Amen? Let's pray together. If you've never called on the name of Jesus to save you, why don't you do that right now? You might be a child in this room 
and maybe you've not actually asked Jesus to come in your heart yet. Ask him. Say something like this. Say, Dear Jesus, I do believe in you, and I want you to come into my life. I open my heart. I invite you to come inside. Be my Savior. Be my God. I will follow you. And you see, the prayer for the adult is no different than the prayer for the child. Because we have to have a childlike faith. They don't have to have an adult's understanding. Amen?